Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of prepared.com. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of elegantmusic.com. Hello, everyone. This episode is part of Planning a Wedding, Where to Start. The title is How to Talk with a Wedding Vendor. Planning a wedding is a new experience for most couples. Getting comfortable talking with vendors and learning about services is all part of successful wedding planning. Communication between client and vendor is a two-way street. Using the subject of photography, Toby addresses both sides of the equation, client to vendor and vendor to client. And now please enjoy How to Talk with a Wedding Vendor. Can you hear everything okay? I can hear you fine. Oh, I can hear you too. Okay, good. <laughs> now, let me ask you something about this shirt that I'm wearing. Yes. Is is it um is it distorted at all because it's stripes? Uh no. What's interesting is the white cord when it intersects the shirt. It's uh it's a little bit like um psychedelic so so it, it is distorting a little bit it, it, it's going well it's it just yeah but it's that's just the cord the shirt's fine the, the shirt's fine it's funny yeah. because i have a little monitor on my upper left hand corner of me uh-huh and um i look like a zebra you know that with, <laughs> with changing stripes you know that it's really interesting when i move yeah. it, it it's funny it's not bothering me but oh, okay i i do notice it <laughs> <laughs> I started to tell you about um, last night. I went to two events that were, one was uh, in the Van Nuys area, right off of Van Nuys Boulevard uh-huh. on Irwin Street. And, I, you know, it never ceases to amaze me just how many good services are out there that for whatever reason... You never hear about, uh, you know, we all have our little circles and if people are out there working very hard, but if they're not in a particular circle or circuit, uh-huh. you just don't hear about them. Right. So one of them was bake it, baked it myself. That's one company. Baked it myself. Baked it myself, and they were hosting a little get-together at their shop on Irwin Street, just west of Van Nuys Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And the actual little cafe that they have is like open tables. It's, it's very uh, intimate, but right attached to it, is their catering kitchen. Mm -hmm. So everything comes out fresh, and that's where they do their catering from. And you can hold, it's kind of industrial looking, so if someone wanted to have that kind of an atmosphere for a rehearsal dinner, up to 30 people, Mm. you could have that. But it's just like this tiny little cafe that's been there for 18 or 20 years. Wow. And... (laughs) It's the funniest thing. 
Anyway, I tasted a few hors d'oeuvres and spoke with Kevin, who um, is in charge of the crew and works with the clients and makes everything turn out great. And we had a really good conversation. Uh, I, I hope he'll come to other events other than their own, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, if they want more wedding business, I think that would be good for them. And then I visited a, a new collective, it is called now. And that is a new group in the West Valley, uh-huh. meaning the San Fernando Valley. And it's called the Wedding Hub. And right now it's in a real cute little uh, building on, oh shoot, I'm Owen's Mouth. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh-huh. On Owen's Mouth, just above Sherman Way. And there are about six businesses that together are renting out a, a larger space so they can all be there together. Uh-huh. So the front half is like a little office. The back half is like a warehouse look. And they have a dress designer and a photographer and a videographer and a tuxedo company and accessory company. And they're all working together. And it's, you know, it's one of the solutions. Let's put it that way. It's one of the solutions for companies to have a presence in a business district where you can bring clients to in a business setting Mm -hmm. rather than going to a Starbucks or something else. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't have a building or an office of your own. Uh So they join together and they're, they all know each other and will support each other, which is their goal. And hopefully they'll get some play. And that's why I'm mentioning it (laughs) because they're, they're good services. You know, uh, they're, some are boutique companies. They're not, you know, major large companies that have, you know, uh, are well known necessarily to everybody, mm-hmm. but they're companies that have good products and services, and it's a way to get a leg up, I think, uh-huh. in the industry without a major investment, you know, of having to pay a couple thousand dollars a month for a storefront. Sure. Well, I, I think that examples of art supporting art, mm-hmm. you know, like the film industry, let's just say, you know, where you have, certainly you have music and then you have the videography or the cinematography and the, uh, the great story that was written. And then the actors come in and they contribute their part to it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes this, the, the sum of the parts are greater than yeah. the individual parts. Exactly. So, so yeah, that's, that's really cool that a a group of artists could get together like that and decide to help each other and Mm -hmm. and support each other. Uh, And, um, 
Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. You you have a, a let's say a piece of music, for instance, and then you uh, it's beautiful on its own, and and that and that's great. But then you put it to picture, or you or you have it underscore some other kind of thing, and then all of a sudden, or a dance or something like this, and all of a sudden it just uh, has so much more <laughs> meaning and so much more uh, impact yeah. emotionally. Yeah, I think so too. And also, it helps people. Um, get to know the other services. So if one service brings in a client, they have the opportunity to physically meet with others if they happen to be there or see samples of their work. So it reminds me of uh, Wedding Dreams years ago where it was more of a formal uh, business in the sense that people were represented. Hmm. But it has the same feeling where it's a friendly atmosphere. People can come in, you know, roam around. And, you know, even if a business isn't uh, represented at that moment with someone in the the building, they can still see their merchandise and see their materials. Mm-hmm. So leave a note or a message and they'll get back to them. So it's, it's kind of a permanent little showroom showroom sure excellent (laughs) yeah anyway i read your uh message to me about more things to talk about in regards to the kind of questions to ask different services yeah and sites and yes i mean for our couples that are are listening i think that's very important. And for the services too, to kind of be prepared for the questions that someone may want to ask them. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a good check and balance for, for both. I think with some thought here in regards to some of the most popular services, which Photography is definitely at the top of that list. Mm -hmm. If we can begin there. Today, photography has such a different uh, vibe as far as the options. Years ago, it was very traditional. You had albums, you had certain packages, the time frames were very different. So for Anyone who's been in the business a long time like us, there may be some transition uh, to new information and and really a a different way of looking at photography Hmm. than we might have thought would be the norm some years ago. For now, what I find is that most couples, the most important thing to them really is the feeling, the atmosphere in the photos. Hmm. It's not about perfection. It's about do they capture what they wanted to express, Uh whether it's romantic, whether it's dramatic, whether it's fun and funky, you know, whatever Whatever spirit, if I can use that term, they want to express. So most of 
couples that I've spoken to in recent years, they go online. Mm-hmm. What they really want to see, whether it's an Instagram or Pinterest or looking up, you know, their friends, photographers that have, you know, they've used in, the, in their friends' weddings or whatever, they want to see a body of work. Mm-hmm. However, they don't really study the work. It's almost like a flip book in the sense that they want to go through the galleries that people have online and just get a sense of what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is because how, my, how many of us are really interested and looking at another family's portraits. <laughs> I mean, of Anne Ethel and Uncle Seymour and, you know, the 10 cousins. They'll want to see some pictures like that. But if they're going to see that, it's because they're telling a story. Mm-hmm. And my advice to both the couple and the photographer, is to show stories. Hmm. Not endless images of beautiful centerpieces and romantic, uh, let's say, images of a bride and groom walking down a corridor or in the fields. They don't have to do multiple images of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's more in just a handful that tells the story. Um, I have a really good friend uh, and photographer, James Johnson. Oh, he's wonderful. Who works, yeah, he is wonderful. And he works out of Venice, California. But he, you know, goes all over. And for many years, and I believe he still does this, he gives the bride an option of a story within black and white or color if they prefer, but they're, they're just maybe 40 images and they're either three by fives or, you know, some general popular size. They're not large. And he puts it in a soft book Mm -hmm. and that's part of what his package is. But the power of that is that you can see within 40 images, normally there's give or take a few, but that's about the average. You can, you know that wedding. Mm -hmm. You just do. Mm -hmm. And whatever feeling that the bride and groom wanted to capture is in it. And it's great. So now 40 pictures is a fair amount. Oh, yeah. When, when you're on line, most couples, I don't know that would go through 40. If they go through 40, they're going to do it very quickly. Uh But it might be interesting for couples to be able to see at least a dozen and then the longer version. If someone Hmm. wanted to capture, give them a choice of seeing a sampling or a story. So that's one suggestion I would have. Mm -hmm. 
as far as specific questions to make sure the couple finds out is if the photographer has a minimum fee for shoot time. Because many couples today, what they're really after is the photographer's eye and the hours that they want to have them cover. Mm -hmm. And then to have perhaps a set uh, either on a disc or uh, printed of previews. Because many times they take that preview set and they will divide that up among their friends and family. In other words, not all parents these days are expecting to receive an album uh -huh. or pay for an album. Because as far as in the greater L.A. area, and I would suspect that is true of the East Coast and West Coast, not so much in the middle. It might be a little less there. But you can easily spend um, six, $800 for a small parent album. Hmm. And for some couples and parents, that may be higher than they want to spend. Mm -hmm. But the good part of getting those previews is that they'll have a large group of images. And many times they'll spend seven to $1,000 for all those images. Hmm. But they'll have a lot that they can spread before they decide on perhaps an album for themselves. Uh -huh. So most couples are very savvy today and they know the general questions to ask as far as, you know, the, if they're a registered business, do they have, you know, liability insurance? Does it cover their product, which is their images who will own the images after the wedding. Hmm. Some photographers are very clear that they own the images and not many photographers will be shooting in film these days. Most of it is digital, but you can also find out, you know, if they offer both film and digital and the files are they low resolution or high resolution? Because it's difficult to send a couple a full, uh, gosh, you know, four to 600 images on high res. That uh -huh. takes a lot of memory. Yeah. That is <laughs> so usually, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to send them high resolution, it would have to be separately, you know, on either a Dropbox or, hmm. or or some other physical way of sending them the actual DVDs if necessary to, to see them yeah. or CDs. So there are some technical things to work out to make sure that you're getting the quality of image, the quantity of images that you would... Uh, respectfully request from the photographer 
Some photographers say, I'll give you a minimum of 200 or 400, 800, whatever it happens to be. And honestly, the most important, I believe, thing to remember is to give the photographer a shot list, Hmm. meaning not necessarily every single pose that you would want him to do. Because frankly, most brides and grooms want more of a journalistic or documentary um, kind of style. Uh However, there are those individuals that are important to you. You may have a, a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle, a best friend from grammar school, whatever, that you want to make sure you capture. And so giving the photographer a hit list, I call it, uh, is important. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because one thing, it helps the photographer know how much time to give to specific groupings and individuals. How important is it Mm -hmm. for the bride and groom, depending on when they're getting married, meaning the time of year and the time of day, how many hours are really available to them? Right. Given if they want to be married at sunset before or after. So there are a number of, not necessarily questions, but I think topics that they should discuss with the photographer. Mm -hmm. Some photographers are absolutely fabulous with grabbing shots, you know, like grabbing the family and and getting them together on a staircase or whatever. And however, they're they have to add lighting if happens to be a time of year where the sunset goes, it's early. And so they might have to set aside a room with proper lighting where they can take the the family during cocktail hour, let's say, if they didn't want to see each other before and they want to have these group pictures with both the bride and groom together. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, w- one of the things that came up to me when you started to say this is that, yes, a, a, a hit list, a, a list of shots, but then I'm even thinking that you might need multiple shooters, multiple Mm -hmm. photographers, and one person might be in charge of all the portraits or or the staged Mm -hmm. grouping shots, but then somebody else is is primarily there just for the um, photojournalism aspect of this. And and especially telling a story, when when you mentioned telling a story, how the, um, someone could just chronicle you know how mm-hmm. it how it all goes, and yet there's another shooter there that's making sure that uh, some other aspect of what the client wants is is in place. You know that's true. I'm going to tell you the positives and some of the challenges working with groups and single photographers. Once in a while, you're in a situation where the ceremony, especially, where you have a long walkway. Or you have a meandering path (laughs) to the ceremony. And so having 
one photographer is a challenge sometimes if you want to get the view of the bride and groom coming down with their various wedding party partners. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to get that last shot when the bride is walking down with her dad, let's say. And it's hard to get it from another angle. You really miss something special if you don't have a second camera person. Mm -hmm. Or uh, for photography, um, a second shooter. However, there is something to be said for having one person shoot your wedding because the consistency mm. of the eye and the style, even though th there are many wonderful second shooters that emulate the, the main shooter, there is something to be said for someone being able to capture everything mm -hmm. and to have that relationship with the couple and the family and not have a second or third shooter, you know, coming in your face, so to speak. <laughs> right. Now, sometimes having a second shooter is very helpful when you have a large wedding and your clients want to capture so much, meaning mm -hmm. table shots and details. And unless your timeline and the hours are available to you mm -hmm. for the photographer to do that, it's hard to do that with one person. So sometimes your decisions are going to be about logistics, oh, frankly, yeah. Oh, yeah. As, as much as budget <laughs> and flexibility. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. budget and flexibility are two very important items. And so when a couple decides that they want to spend X amount of dollars on their photography, mm -hmm. that's great. But they also need to think about how those dollars are utilized in the whole day and how it's going to affect what money they may have left for producing an album or images. Mm -hmm. So even on prepared, if someone goes online like our site and puts in their preferences and their budget and they go through an assessment and it comes out that Yes, they have $4,000 in their budget. It really is only a guide. And, and I can't stress that enough because it doesn't matter if you're getting information from The Knot or Wedding Wire or any number of great sites out there. Mm -hmm. You have to take into consideration your own timing and preferences, considering the property, the family. So if I could say anything to, to families and couples in particular, 
is to set aside 10% of your budget for those things that you have to rethink and may have to add to because you just weren't aware of some of the details and implications of your original decisions. Wow. So any budget you see online or are given in person is a guide. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be going up and down a little. And so when you meet with a photographer, it's important to give them as much information as you possibly can about your family, what you want. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't know that ahead of time, I think the other thing to realize is that if you're in the right hands, if you have the right photographer that you're speaking with, if you've been matched with a few, whether in person or online with prepared, to realize that the photographer will help them in that quest for the perfect balance hmm. of coverage and quality and quantity. Those all go together. They all do. And it's an experienced, really an experienced vendor can guide a, uh, right. a, a client through that, those decisions and through those, just, just the education right. value alone, uh, yeah. I think is, is really, really worth it to, for the client to know what they're getting and what their options might be. And then, well, right. if you did this, then you could have this, this, and this, and this. And so, right. um, you know, I could see that there's so much more that could be just talked about photography. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that's, those are really, you know, the basics. Uh -huh. uh, I know we'll come up with more, but when a couple comes to you and they're looking for entertainment and they'll say, well, we have a total budget of $3,000 because, mm -hmm. and, and I sometimes, you know, I, I think I can speak for other services here. We understand that they don't want to waste our time or their time. So they feel by being up front and saying, you know, we have $3,000. What can you do for us? Uh -huh. And granted, that's important, you know, in anyone's book. But gosh darn, it doesn't mean a hill of beans what the cost is if you don't have a good rapport and that person you're speaking with doesn't understand what's important to you. Uh -huh. And you can't necessarily tell that looking on a website. Or, I mean, or at a price sheet. <laughs> yes. I mean, a lot of times uh, brides and grooms go online and they see video and they say, oh, that's great. I like the energy and the music and everything. However, it's not until you really talk to the person to see if they've been at the site before. Mm -hmm. Do they know they can guide them as far as do we need one song or do we need three songs for everybody to get down the aisle? 
Sure. You know, uh, I know we all laugh and and chuckle because we've heard Paca Bell Cannon a gazillion times. And, you know, it's a perfect song for many people. However, sometimes if you've been to a lot of weddings, you emotionally aren't drawn to it because you've heard it so often, you know? And so sometimes it's nice if it's broken up a little bit with another song. I I just have to say, though, at my wedding, when I heard Pachelbel Cannon, (laughs) I'll never, ever forget that. Good. It, It was one of the most real things I've ever experienced. And I've, and I've heard that song a million times before that wedding and now after it. And, you know, there's just something about the present time, the, the here and now, and creating the moment. And yes, if there's a, a musician that's th- sitting there and he's half asleep and he's just kind of staring off and he's playing this da-da-da-da on, on the, the violin or something uh, that he's always done and... You know, okay, mm-hmm. it, that's going to reflect in his performance. That's going to reflect on, because mm-hmm. it's more than just the sound. There's, there's an emotion that's also uh, communicated along with that performance. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes. And that's it's one of the magic parts about live music is that there's a there's a, a another factor in the room, so to speak. You know, when that is uh, when that's going on. But yes, I I I do I do understand that. And uh, how that could be, that could be thought of that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting is that I, when I do speak with clients about what they're interested in, they have to tell me those concerns. I, I would like t- for them to to let mm-hmm. me know about that. And usually, there's if it's a strong feeling. It might be part of their purpose or part of their ideal scene and part of the thing, or it might be something that they had a bad experience about and that they're trying to avoid re-experiencing that. And so, again, those things are brought out in our conversation and to, to uh, really get what it is that they're, they're thinking and what they're, what they're supposing about music. Well, in reverse, I mentioned what uh, the couples should ask of a photographer what do you think couples should be asking you as a entertainment specialist you know that is a great question and we will address it in the next <laughs> podcast because we're, we're almost out of time yes uh, right i here. think you're right <laughs> um but that is that's a wonderful question and just as we um to a limited degree parsed out photography and what Mm -hmm. what to talk about with photography and what questions to ask that yes, music is its own thing. I'm sure that, uh, uh, food and, and, uh, is, and decor is also its own thing. Absolutely. Uh, So we will, we'll talk more about all of this. Sounds great. Well, Toby, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day. I know that you're, in the process of launching prepared.com very, very soon. Yes. And it's a, um, I'm sure the job 
gets bigger and bigger as you get closer and closer <laughs> to to this, which is a lot of what happens, I think, at a wedding, too, because a yes, you know, the couple has a uh, an idea about their wedding. But as it gets closer, suddenly the details start to click and they go, oh, my gosh, I forgot this. And then something else mm-hmm. happens. And then it's um, it's a it's a create and it's a I think it's a realization that a person has right on up to the very, very moment they're walking down the aisle and, and, and for days afterwards, you know, they're, they're going, well, gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm different, you know, oh my gosh, you know, there's been a change. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email. Eric at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, Toby at prepared.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.